Do you want to advertise on this podcast? Go to podbean.com now for only $1. You can get a thousand listens. You can also predefine geographic locations and categories for where your advertisement will run. Start using the most cost-effective advertising campaign now. Go to podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. See, everyone remembers Star Wars and Star Trek. But see, there's other sci-fi voices of shows and people that we might forget. So if you haven't thought of Dollhouse, Classic Battlestar, or Babylon 5 in a while, you gotta listen in. It's a sci-fi diner classic, voices from a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. It's a sci-fi diner classic, bringing you voices from the past. No, we ain't here, I think. It's a sci-fi diner classic, don't give me no news, just give me interviews and nothing else. No, nothing else. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Classic. Uh, what episode is this, Miles? Episode 12, maybe, I think? The Sci-Fi Diner Classic? I may have the numbers off. That's mm-hmm. fine. But um, we are bringing you an interview that we did with none other than Mirka Lari. This was our second interview with Mirka Lari. Right, and uh, she played um, the character November on... Um on Dollhouse, and uh, she could be seen on uh, the web series uh, Goodnight Burbank. Yes, yes, she's been on there as well, and mm-hmm. uh, if you're interested in her music and you like ukulele music, she's in a band called Jukebox Heroes. Yes, with her husband, so yes. it's... Uh, very, very cool, nonetheless. But we had a, the privilege of this interview, Miles, was it's happened right around Christmas, so the voice you hear in a lot of her Christmas episodes, you know... That's her voice. That, that, that's Miracle Lori wishing you, our listeners, a very uh, happy Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, so that was a privilege to do it. And this interview was a lot better in a way, in a lot of ways, than the first one. Oh, because we got her on the phone, it mm-hmm. was a clear signal, and, you know, we were heard a lot of background noise in the other one. We were in a restaurant, for crying out loud. <laughs> it was one, of our, one of our first interviews. Right. right? Um, I remember we tried scheduling that first interview so many times. Mm-hmm. But this one just really worked out. This... And what was great was this was right at the tail end of Dollhouse. Exactly. And, and uh, I think maybe yeah. there was one episode or two episodes left. There, there was because... She wouldn't tell us everything. She couldn't tell us everything. Nope. <laughs> With the NDA, but boy, she was, it was really nice. We knew that Dollhouse was canceled at this point. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to have this conversation talking about that, kind of reflecting on Dollhouse, what we liked and... Yeah, um, and lovely lady. If she if she's at a con near you, definitely get a chance to uh, say hi to her. She, she's she's great. I don't know how many cons she's doing anymore. But. Right, because I don't think she's necessarily doing sci-fi stuff. Sci-fi. Right, right. So, but, but um, you do get a chance to see her. If you if you do do make, so, do so you, you definitely worth your time. Absolutely. Well, here she is, the lovely lady herself, the lovely lady herself, Miracle Laurie.
got to get you out of here. Who was I? Who was I that made you so obsessed with me? Now's not the time. It's the only chance you get. Her name was Melly. She was my neighbor. I was FBI and she was helping me with my investigation. That was the fantasy? I was your girl Friday who you slept with the other 6 days of the week? It wasn't a fantasy. I was FBI and I didn't know Melly was a doll. The doll house tricked me too. So that made you want to work for them? It was part of a deal I made with them to get you out. I agree to work for them. They free you. So I should be thanking you. I want them to fall just as hard as you do. Then let me testify. They want you to testify against them. It's a trick. Melly, if you do this, it would be a mistake. I'm not Melly. I know that. You said you freed me. When someone's free, they get to make mistakes. Am I free? Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Miles, we have an awesome, awesome guest with us tonight. Yes, we do. One of our favorite people we, we have ever interviewed. Oh, yeah. She is just absolutely phenomenal. We love we love her work on Dollhouse. She, of course, is Miracle Laurie. Miracle, welcome back to the show. Thank you, guys. It's good to see you, talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't have video going. So I look. have seen you. No, it's been a few months. <laughs> it, it has. And talk about a few months. That's been, uh, that was Shirley Con, and you've been at quite a few cons since then, haven't you? I think just the one in New York. Just, yeah, but just, that was just that was the one in New York. And in, in which one? In uh, which con was that? Wizard World. Well, Wizard World. Okay, they, they, <laughs> they, Miles. Do they have they have a Wizard World in Philadelphia too? Right. I'm not familiar with that convention. Uh, I thought I heard I thought I heard mention of it. Well, Miracle. Let's talk. Obviously, Dollhouse is on the forefront of every my, everyone's mind. But let's talk about something really important. What is going on with Ookbox Heroes? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for asking a lot. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we, as of today, just got our songs on cdfreedom.com and MySpace page, and you can now purchase our first album. Very cool. And how many songs are on this first album? Uh, seven songs. You can take a listen at either website, and it's 99 cents a song, or if you want the whole thing, it's five ninety nine. And uh, we're just really, really giddy about it, and I think within the, a week or so, it should be up on iTunes as well. So... We're officially recording artists. <laughs> yay, yay. What's the name of the album? Uh, just Geekbox Heroes. Oh, so self, just a self-titled yeah. album. Awesome. Self-titled, right. And is it, <laughs> is it just, is, is Christopher May, is that right? Right, right. Okay, so are, you, are you the only two uh, musicians in the band right now? Yeah, yeah, it's just us. Just you guys. So awesome. So, Miracle, for Dollhouse, are we going to see you uh, kick uh, some butt and take names like we did last season? Well, when we left off, uh, Madeline was trapped in the D.C. dollhouse, which is just not nice. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's what she deserves. But uh, so we kind of just let her bear for the, the next couple episodes. When we come back in the beginning of the year, that's when I come back for episodes 11 and 12. Um, we see me again, and um, things have shifted one more time. So you get one more little surprise uh, about me before the show's all wrapped up. Ooh, I'm excited. I cannot wait. wait. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. Hey, uh, Televixen, uh, Mary Televixen, who is, we were trying to bring on the show here, just wrote in and said, um, 
She says that both you and her are both Hula sisters. She danced Hula since she was a toddler. What's one? She asked, what's one of your favorite Polynesian songs? Oh, my God. To, um, to dance? Well, she, did, she just has favorite songs. and didn't say to dance or, uh, I guess, dance. You know what's so funny? I'm just kind of revisiting um, my, my sister and another woman I've been dancing with since I was a kid. And my mom are visiting my mom's Kumu, which is her teacher, and we're learning new songs again. And um, and we've got a couple good ones, but the one slow hula we're learning right now is called Kaloke. So she can look that up, and it's a beautiful, beautiful song. There, there are so many that make me just really, really happy. <laughs> is that what you find that uh, hula dancing really does for you? Makes uh, just brings out a joy in you that you don't get doing other things. Right, right, uh, yeah. Very cool. And, and because I've been doing it my whole life, it's just, it feels good in my body. It's just a way of life, and you feel the culture all, you know, immediately. And, and it's just nice. It's a great workout, and it's very peaceful, and it's not strenuous on the body. It's, it's wonderful. It sounds like it's almost a religious experience, a little bit. Can be, yeah. I'll yeah, tell you what. If if I ever get to be back <laughs> on the beaches of Hawaii, it'll definitely turn into that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, and and she also asked, do you eat? Is it poi? P o i. I have only had poi once in my life. Okay. Now you yeah. you have to explain it to me because I don't. Miles, do you know what poi is? I've heard of it, but I don't recall what it is. So can you explain to our listeners what poi is? Since I have no clue. You have no clue? No, I don't. I barely know what it is. No, I, okay. I can't even tell you where it comes from, but it's not meat. I know that. Okay. Uh, because I'm a vegetarian. Okay. <laughs> I think it comes from uh, one of their plants or, a, you know, I, I don't know. Isn't that awful? I'm not a real Hawaiian. It's just, <laughs> I think it's that part of the culture. Like, I've never had the pig buried in the sand because, you know, I've been a vegetarian since birth. So, I kind okay. of, I do the dance, uh, but not, not partaking in the food so much. When we last talked to you, and I guess it was, I guess it was July, the DVDs were just coming out at that point. In fact, I think they came out two weeks after we talked. And everyone was, mm-hmm. everyone, there was a buzz around, you know, episode 13 or what they called Epitaph 1. And of course, you were on, you were in that episode only as a photograph. Is that right? Right. I think so. Uh, at least we got a little bit of miracle in that episode, but uh, what and more. Are, are you in the one, are you, are you going to be, and I don't know if you, if you can't tell us this, it's fine, uh, but are you going to be in the episode that they call uh, Epitaph 2 or the one that was, no. you, you will not? So is, 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 is that is that kind of uh, is that kind of geared as a sequel to Epitaph One? Am I right? In, uh, it right is. Heard? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's what I that's yeah. what I thought. I was just <laughs> just clarifying that. It's unfortunate yeah, yeah, that we yeah. won't get to see you. But tell me about uh, tell me about the season. Uh, how uh, the season? I assume is done. Being you're done filming, right? Yeah, I like I said because I'm only in twelve up to episode twelve. So I wrapped last Monday, and they officially finished filming the entire series uh, yesterday. <laughs> okay, so just wrapped yeah. that up, and uh, so so you were filming uh, after the news. Obviously, the Dollhouse was was canceled. Right. Is that correct? Tell Vixen asked, where were you when you heard the news that it was canceled? I was sitting in front of my computer. And got a call from Chris, and he said, I'm sorry about the news. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, he said, it was canceled. I saw it online. I was like, no, you can't believe anything you see online. Oh, and I looked, and I saw it. And, uh, and then I texted Joss. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, 
is it true? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, are they pulling the plug today or do we get to finish our show? And he said, we get to finish. And that's, that's really all I wanted to know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it wasn't a horribly surprising news because obviously our numbers haven't been anything terrific. And, you know, our fans are loyal and they're hardcore and they watch every single episode and love it. And, you know, but, and I thought for a while, I think we all did that that would be enough and people would buy the DVD and go on iTunes and Hulu and all that. And it would be enough. And we would at least get, you know, the backline episodes ordered or whatever. So none of that happened and that's okay. You know, I, um, I, whatever they weren't behind it <laughs> right. so so it was definitely bittersweet but not shocking and and I actually I'm glad we found out when we did because I'd much rather hear the news accept it and then just enjoy my friends for three more episodes than you know be in that limbo place of agony that we've existed in for really a long time right. <laughs> you know I mean We've been the little engine that could since day one, and that can be a little exhausting sometimes to have to constantly be fighting. And I, I know that most shows do that. It's just how it is now, unless you're a smash hit and bring in 20 million viewers in your first two episodes, they don't want you, you know? Right. So, so you, it's, uh, it, was, it was definitely um, a struggle, but, but a good one, and, and everyone's so great, and the scripts are just unbelievable. I have to tell you, every single script they sent me for this season blew my mind. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> They they didn't hold back at all, and, and I love how much they get to explore the different characters and our stories and the future and how we got how, you know how we get to that point and and um, I just think it's great and I and I definitely know that they made some tweaks like for episode twelve to kind of wrap up a few storylines and and you know just give you give you closure which is good we want it the fans want it everybody wants it you know yeah and. Uh, so I think it's good. I think everyone's going to be really satisfied. You know, the last couple episodes have been really, really strong, and uh, the ones tomorrow night will be just as strong, and I think we're going to finish the last three the way we're supposed to. So I I'm excited. I'm glad. I'm glad I got my time with all my people to say goodbye, and, um, you know, we're having a big uh, rap party tomorrow night. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but um, <laughs> so we'll all get to, to to play tomorrow night and have one big send off. So yeah, it'll be great. Well, this episode won't be out till after that, so you need it. All right, well, great. <laughs> so we're good. and I can edit that out, but it won't matter. Right? Sure. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, but that does break. You, you mentioned the writing. One of the things from uh, the. You did four episodes and then took this huge break in November. And the very last episode before you broke was the episode with Sierra. I forget the title of it. Miles, do you do you remember the title, Miracle? The focus, oh, which one? the one that the focused on Sierra and how she got into the dollhouse. Oh, oh. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I'm, I'm destroying oh, my geek cred here. I have IMDb here. What am I looking for? It's right here. It has to. Oh, uh, you won't. You won't be. In, you weren't in that episode. So that doesn't matter. Okay. Whatever. Anyways, from that episode on, there seemed to be a real change in the writing of the show. Like the first episodes were, were fine. You know, I loved them. They were dollhouse. But after that Sierra episode and then when they came back in December, it seemed like every single episode was hard hitting. And I just wondered, I wondered if the episodes changed when they find – like if the writing improved after you find out, after the they found out they were canceled, or if these episodes were already written and in the and kind of in the can, so to say, uh, before you found that out. No, they had written up to eleven by the time we found out we were canceled. Okay. Yeah, so those that those were shot. It was done. Okay. <laughs> it was way done. Um, I don't know what it is. I think um, 
you know, I don't know. I'm not in the room with those guys. Right. I just am lucky enough to get the script. So, you know, maybe it was just, do we have to reintroduce people to the story? Are we trying to get new viewers? How do we do that? How's the best way of going about that? How do we, you know, pay due attention to all the different characters that maybe didn't get a lot of attention last year? I mean, who knows what was going on? Or it's just, that's how the story went. And, you know, they were able to get Summer for two episodes, and she was unbelievable, by the oh, way. <laughs> like, I... I didn't get to see her work until it was on TV, and I just was floored. I think she's so great and funny and quirky and scary and adorable, and and I thought her and Fran together did an amazing job. And so I think that's just where the episodes were. You know, that's that was the plan from from the word go, and getting Alexis involved, and so just awesome. And then Deachin had her whole episode, which was really really powerful, and kind of that episode to me kind of screamed of like what the show's about. You know, it is a dark show, and I think that's part of the problem is we never got to explore that and go, like, as dark as we wanted to, you know, and, and just explore the client side of things. And, I mean, who knows? I, the thing that was brilliant about our show is how much potential it had, right. you know? When we last leave you in the Washington Dow House, you, are you, did you, you actually got to work with Summer Glau then? I got to work with Summer for about two seconds when I when, – um, when uh, Madeline slash November is brought to the DC dollhouse and she has me in the little on the table and uh, and you realize that I'm stuck there. Is yeah. that what you're at? Yeah. So that was, okay. that, but that was about it. That was about it then. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, very, very cool. What, you know, Paul Ballard, tell us about Paul Ballard. What's going on with Madeline and Paul Ballard? Anything? Uh, you pretty much saw it. That airport scene is kind of where, where it ends for now, you know? Um, oh, no. No. I know. <laughs> you want more? No. I, I, I wanted more, believe me. Um, no, I, I think, you know, after that episode, like we saw last week, they explore Paul and Echo's relationship and let that be whatever it's going to be. Because right. um, they are the two leads of the show. <laughs> and that, you know, that, that storyline has to continue. And that's a really awesome storyline, too. It continues right. to be pretty cool. Um, and then I, I don't know. I mean... They may come back together at some point in some form, you know, but uh, but for now, Paul's in a coma, so we'll see. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, but I have to tell you, it was, so, it was so weird for me doing those scenes for a couple episodes as Madeline because, A, I wasn't supposed to know who he was, and B, you know, I didn't really like the guy because I thought he basically hired me, you know, from the right. dollhouse, and it was just really uncomfortable. And... To, to have to look in Topmo's eyes like a, he was a stranger after pretending to be in love with him for a year was a little <laughs> As an actor, it was like, hey, buddy, oh, what's man. going on? I can't, I'm not going to like you right now. So it's fun. But that's, that's what's so awesome about the show. That's totally justifiable. You know, it's great. We've seen you shift gears a lot in this show. I mean, you're in love with him. You're estranged from him. You're about ready to be killed. But then someone flips a switch and you get medieval on him. We get to see that happen a lot uh, over the past two seasons. Yeah, I love it. I love it. They're like flip-flopping me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, which really challenges you as an actor, or has to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Madeline freaked me out because, um, you know, we only get the scripts maybe a week before, and and I didn't know who she was, and there really is just what there is in the script. And if I, you know, if the if the writers have time to to talk it out with me, that's great. But for the most part, it's just up to me and and figuring out who she is in the story. And and uh, it, it was a challenge in that 
you know, she wasn't physically different from Nelly, really. I mean, the clothes, they made all the clothes for Madeline. They made those clothes for me and pulled, like, old Marilyn Monroe patterns because they wanted to do the whole, you know, not fun to tell so much, but uh, but just that Marilyn Monroe style of suits and dresses and, and all that. So it was like I had little things like that to kind of push me into a more sophisticated way of existing, but I, I wanted her, I wanted people to empathize with her and what she was going through, even though part of her you know, brain was not put back correctly, you know, she didn't really continue to feel the loss for a kid like a normal person would. So it was, it was, uh, it was weird to be there, but not a hundred percent, but to be genuine, but a little sassier than Mally. And, and so there was a lot that, that freaked me out about that. Yeah. But in season one, the whole sleeper active thing, that was just fun. It was just a fun day kicking ass. Oh, it was great. It was great to see that again. By the way, you mentioned the airport scene, and that scene was just incredibly heart-wrenching, and there was just so much truth. The fact that the, the idea that you know, if oh, that, oh, no. that, that whole, if you love someone, let me let me go. If you really, truly believe I'm free, right? Yeah. I forget what the yeah. line was. I, I, oh, when you, uh, when someone's free, they get to make mistakes. Am right. I free? Right. Yeah. A great line. We talked about it on our show a couple, two weeks ago or something like that. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I, I, I love that scene. I love doing that scene. I love being at LAX and having a whole terminal to ourselves. <laughs> so great. That's so unusual. <laughs> I know, right? And, you know, it was just great having all the extras walking around. And it was just, it was a really awesome day for me. Um, yeah, no, that, that, I love that scene. And I thought it was, um, just really, really upsetting. And there was one point when, and Tom has done this to me before, like, like last season when I had to tell him that I was a doll. Remember in his, his, in his bedroom when they, they have me tell him that I'm a doll and then I have to tell him that he can't tell Nelly because she'll kill him, blah, blah, blah. Like having to have no emotion and tell him and break his heart and watch Tom's face, you know, just totally die in front of me. It's like really hard to do. And, and the airport scene was kind of similar. I, he would he would deliver a line a certain way and and I would just you know almost lose it. He's just he's very um, I think he and I have a really good chemistry together and we're not afraid to be tender and really go there with whatever moments are asked of us you know and uh, it's really fun. He's really fun to to work with. I've noticed with uh, Tamal Pennekin in uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica he was uh, he was almost the conscience of the show and in a sense he, he's almost the conscience of Dollhouse. Um, in a sense, he's always trying to do the right thing. Yeah. He knows this, so I, I'm not totally embarrassed that I didn't watch Battlestar. <laughs> right, right. And I know everyone's mad at me for that. I will. I will definitely eventually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he is. He definitely was the first season, and obviously second season he's been kind of compromised because now he works for the damn thing. So, you know, what happens when the one good guy isn't good anymore? And now the senator, Alexis Denisov's character, is MIA, so what the hell are we going to do, you know, with that? So we're just we're all in trouble. <laughs> right, right. Now, when they brought Madeline back into the show here, or back into season two, what, when we talked about in our first interview with you about what's the direction Madeline's going to take now that she's out of the dollhouse, what does this mean for her? Was this the direction that you kind of thought it might be, or was uh, do you feel that there was a good payoff for the character now with this new direction that Madeline took? It's not what I guessed or expected at all. No, not even close. Um, there was actually a really great scene in my first episode back that was cut, and uh, it's basically Madeline in her fancy new apartment, and it's a big party. It's like she threw herself a welcome home party with all her friends. I'm back. 
you know, from wherever I was for three years. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was kind of fun. And then you see one of her friends asking about her daughter. And so you get to kind of see more of that backstory, how she dealt with that. And it was all kind of taken out. So that bummed me out a little bit. But, um, but for the most part, it's great. And when Joss told me what he planned on doing with the whole senator thing and, like, Madeline's the one that decides to testify against the dollhouse at the Senate. I was like, awesome. Why not? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, so it was, it was great. I mean, that's the thing with Joss is, is even if you can't guess what's coming next, you kind of can, you never know how we're going to get to that point. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it's, it's an interesting season because, you know, last season you were in the dollhouse and well, you were out of the dollhouse for part of it, but then you were in the dollhouse for the other part. And uh, this year, you're not in the dollhouse at all. So you, all these people you're working with, you're no longer working with. How did that feel? Was that a bit weird? Uh, well, the truth is I, I spent most of last year with Tomo anyway. Okay. And most of my scenes are with him this season anyway, you know, again. And so it's good. But we all still see each other because they'll, you know, shoot a couple scenes in the same day. So we run into each other. And so we're around each other. But, yeah, I... Like, I don't think I had one scene with Beechin or Enver this year, which is bizarre. And, you know, it's just but we still saw each other and, and talked and hung out. So it felt like we were all around each other. Um, but working with Alexis was a hoot. He's a really, really funny guy. <laughs> He's really great. Um, so it's 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 weird and it's not. You know, you're just happy to be working and be working on a good show with people that you enjoy. You had mentioned... Uh in the when we when we met with you this summer about how it was just it was a blast and that Josh hired you as a uh, as your as more of a typical woman in Hollywood rather than the uh, the high the 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 ultra thinness and all that has you felt have you felt that that has continued to open doors not only for you but for other women by being a, a model on, on TV like that I don't know um, <laughs> oh, oh, I mean. The thing that I've noticed is women literally come up to me and me or cry or send me messages on Twitter or Facebook and guys too. They're like my wife and I love you, you know. So it feels good in that sense, and it there's a there's like a feeling of encouragement that comes with that, knowing that it that it's an appreciated feature, I guess, of mine. As far as opening doors, I have no idea. You know, I think. Um, there's a, an actress on Grey's Anatomy who's been around for a while. I can't remember her character's name. I think it's Sarah Ramirez is her real name. And she's like a, a normal size. She's bigger than everybody else, all the other women on the show. And there are definitely characters out there, but they're not like character actors. You know, yeah. it's about this is a normal woman. Here you go. Here she is. And she's sexy and funny and tough and vulnerable and all those things. And, and it's something I'll always be grateful for because Joss gave me a chance to show that. And I think people that are normally used to seeing skinny girls do stuff, you know, were able to see past that hopefully into the work that I did because the writing was so good because the stories have been so good. And so in that way, I hope, yeah, I hope at least the door has been open for me a little bit. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> you know, and at least you have it, yeah. at least you have it on your resume and it's, it's, it's nice. It's a nice thing to have there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, I just mean the rest of the quote unquote business. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Ready to start accepting that. Yeah. I, I hope because we man the business has been uh, focused way too much on thinness for way too long. Yeah. So, yeah. Not that there's not a place for that, but well, now now we, we, we mentioned you mentioned that uh, we last talked to you as well that you were watching Dollhouse season one as the episodes were coming out. Have you continued to watch every episode as it airs, or do you see them before they air? I don't see anything before. No. 
<laughs> okay, so you've been watching that one scene that I do. Yeah, I watch it with you guys. You watch it with us. And so, what is your impression, Pan? In obviously, we talked a lot about the scenes that you've been in, but uh, what has your impression been about the season? What have you liked about this season? What has kind of stuck out to you? What were some of your favorite moments? Oh boy, there have been a lot of surprises here that I that I read in the script, and I was like, whoa! And then I saw them on TV, and I'd forgotten because so much time had passed, and I was like, whoa! So I got to relive <laughs> it twice. I, I was really, really pleased with Fran and Summer with Topher and and um, Bennett from the DC Dollhouse. I I thought that relationship was surprising and precious and awful and wonderful, and so that that to me was a really fun episode or two to to watch because I thought they were great. I love Alan Tudyk. I'm glad he got to come back and play. Alexis Denisoff, like I said, was a who. And um, they're just, there's so much more to come. It's not even funny and I can't talk about it. But, but no, like, I love, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I just think, I think it's been a really brave season. I, I don't really know how everyone else is feeling about it as a whole because it's, because it was weird. It's like, let's watch four episodes and then we'll take a month off so we forget everything that happened and then now you get double doses, which is great, but it's, you know, went from nothing to everything and so it wasn't really a cohesive season and that's kind of awkward. So I'm excited about once they all air and I get my DVD kind of re-watching it and seeing how it looks as a whole. One of the things that I thought as I've been watching is the first couple episodes were kind of nice, but once we hit after this November break in December, all suddenly the timeline seems ultra accelerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that was that your impression, Miles, as well? In it? Well, yeah, they imply. Well, actually, they didn't imply. They said that uh, three months had uh, gone by. And, and, right, and, right. And suddenly the pace seems to just has been has been picked up. Mm-hmm. But, I think I think it's because. Um, the situation has been heightened for about a million reasons. I mean, the fact that Echo, the you know, the star and the number one doll and the one that the story is about was missing from the dollhouse for three months. And and then um, Clive Vanbrose, I think, is whoever, um, you know, took over Adele's position. You know, a lot changed. And I think that bumped up the intensity and therefore the pacing is faster because when the situation is urgent, it just makes everything keep moving and moving. And I think it goes, you know, and then Alpha coming back, I think all of that is just going to hurl us into the future. And and that's what, that's the intention, I think, is to just, you know, times are getting a little rough, things are changing in the dollhouse, and we have to keep moving forward. And that's and that's what happens. So it really is going to be a roller coaster. These next two episodes are unbelievable. And then the last three are just going to, you know, take us on out. No, we're, we are we are so looking forward to them. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your future plans now that Dollhouse is wrapped? And uh, what's going on in your life? What are you looking to do? What are you hoping to do? Well, we just started for Christmas. That's one little goal I had. Yeah. <laughs> Our tree is beautiful. It's all decorated. My little house is a winter wonderland. We're very happy. Um, like we talked about, the Ukebox Heroes thing is very exciting for us. The fact that we actually got it all up on MySpace and CD Freedom and can you know people can buy it. Now we have a lot of fans in England that have been asking for this for a year now. And uh, so we're glad we can do that. And we have our first official show in February um, awesome. out here in Altadena in L.A. on February 9th. And, you know, I'll tweet and post that information, too. Um, so that's good. We're, we're going to start focusing and really getting ready for that show. Um on the acting front, everything's pretty quiet. I've had a few auditions for little stuff, and 
and uh, and then hopefully in pilot season when when that starts like the second week of January, hopefully I'll be lucky enough to get on another show. <laughs> oh, we hope. And after that, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, you really should use stream your concert so we back east here can actually see it. I should use my what? You should use stream it. Put it like in a video so we can watch it on the internet. Oh, that's brilliant. I am so silly and lame when it comes to the computer. I, I was like, Ustream? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I just assumed. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, I, I can barely operate my cell phone. So it's <laughs> one step at a time. No, that's great. Or if we have a, you know, we may have someone to bring a video camera and just post it on YouTube or on our MySpace page or something so people can watch. That would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we would certainly look at that. Are there any uh, sci-fi cons coming up that you're going to? Uh, I'm going back to the one in England in uh, May. It's called Echo One okay. with Sean Harry. It's a really fun show. And that one is is all dollhouse. So it's a dollhouse-focused convention. So um, Tomo, Beechin, Fran, myself, and Mark Shepard are the, are the guests for now. And I think we're going to try to get Olivia. So um, it's going to be rad, going to be fun, party time oh, with my people. And and then after that, I'm doing, um, or before that, yeah, April comes before May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm doing the Anaheim Wizard World con in, uh, in Anaheim, like I said, in like mid-April. Which will be fun because that's where I grew up was in Orange County. It's going to be right by Disneyland and it'll just be, it'll be a hoot to, to be in my, my hood again. Right, right. Well, that that is that is cool. Uh, you mentioned uh, Fran from Dollhouse. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you had a chance to work with him at all? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> oh, so it, none of the episodes we've seen. Right. Okay. I, I worked yeah. with him. Well, I worked with him in my first episode when they're doing the diagnostics on Madeline. Right. So I got to do that, and then. Um, we may see each other towards okay. the end of the All season. Right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Mum's a word. Mum's a word. Mum's a word. <laughs> he, he has been so hilarious this season. He's uh, been brilliant this season. Oh, his, his episode with uh, Deaton with Sierra when he had to go help cut up the body and stuff, I was like, are you kidding me? He is so <laughs> And that little scene at the end oh, broke yeah. my heart. And then he was funny. Yeah, absolutely. He he was hilarious there. And then then you know the scene was when he's at the Washington Dollhouse and Victor has kind of taken over his persona. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so good. <laughs> now Miles and I were debating was was Victor was that Victor's voice or was that Fran's voice? Oh, or, coming voice? out of Enver. Yeah, that was Enver. That's oh, how good he is. That that he was amazing. He was yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Yeah, to answer your earlier question, I totally forgot. That's one of my favorite moments, too, because in the script, you're like, well, he could totally do this, because if you remember last season, they imprinted Enver with Dominic, with Reed Diamond's character, and he did a wonderful brief impression of that. And then when I read in the script he was going to be Topher, I was like, no, no, this is so good. I can't wait to see it. And it was worth every second that I had to wait for that, because they gave him... You know, his outfit, he messed up his hair and his, his little bracelet. Like, every detail was so good, you know, on the outside. And then Enver just brought it. He's just, he really, to me, is, is uh, I think, going to be one of the true people that shine from the show. And, and he'll never have a problem working for the rest of his life. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just too good. He's too well, good. He, well, he definitely has a personality to impersonate people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no. He was he was incredible. That's that that whole scene and watching him there and and uh, was it this season the one where he uh, 
he begins to think he's Echo. Was that early on in this season? The one where he uh, takes on Echo as a switch personality. Oh, yep, yep. He was hilarious. (laughs) He was dancing in that club. (laughs) (laughs) He's so great. He's so great. Oh, man. I absolutely love it. That was great. That was absolutely great. I love it. Well, great. Well, Miles, is there anything else that that we have uh, for Miracle here? Go ahead. Miracle, please uh, tell us about the uh, Cabinots. What can we look forward to seeing? Uh, when can we look forward to seeing you in uh, that? And how did you get the gig? Oh, the Kavanaugh's, the <laughs> the web series that will never air. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Hayden Black is is a real sweet guy, and he invited me to be um, one of the guest actors on his pilot. And it's really fun sci-fi musical comedy web series that I think is actually going to be really brilliant. And I think it just tells me that the pilot isn't even. Uh, allowed to be released yet or something. I don't know. I don't know what goes on on the production side of things. But whenever that airs, I will let you know. Um, right now, you can go to thecabinots.com, and they have interviews with me and pictures of me and um, James Leary and, and the rest of the cast. And so you get to see fun pictures of me with a fake baby and a faux hawk, which is pretty fun. <laughs> um, and then I sing in the music video. I don't know if that's been released yet, but there's a music video right in the middle of the episode, and they have me my part on it so it was it was fun it was just a really great day and and uh as soon as it comes out officially i'll let you know because i'm excited to see it too yeah we had hate we had hayden black this uh on i guess in august he was talking about it and and the trailer was released at that point but i think right, they, right. i think the only place that they had shown the pilot was at the chicago comic-con i think they had showed it mm-hmm. so uh, i listened to that podcast actually well, you did, yeah. It was a, it was, uh, it was a, yeah. He, he's just great. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a funny, funny man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Miracle, I, I'm sorry to see uh, Dollhouse go. I think you and especially the uh, other actors, uh, we'll see them again in, in, in some other shows. I mean, they assembled a very talented group of people for Dollhouse. I don't think it's the end for you guys. Oh, thank you, Miles. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a good group that that Mr. Whedon put together and. Um, you know, we're we're all sad. We're all bummed because we all were given characters that we could have played for 15 years, you know, and been totally, totally satisfied. So it's uh, maybe 15 pushing it. Seven. Seven years. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but, um, no, I think you're right. I think it's a really strong cast of people. And, and you know, people like myself and Fran and Deachin and Enver were lucky enough to kind of be pushed to the, to the forefront a little bit. And that's a huge gift that we're all very, very grateful for. And... And we'll see. Fingers are crossed. Spirits are high. And and uh, now we all we all are so grateful for all the support the fans have sent. Did you guys hear about the little booklet and the cakes they sent to set that one night? No. Tell us about it. Oh, my God. Okay. So on WeNest.com, all the fans, when they found out that the show was canceled, they got together. And they were like, we should do something nice. I, I know this because I stalk my own show and I know what people say about it. Of course. So... <laughs> So they, uh, so they're like, oh, we should do something. And then one day on Twitter, everyone was talking about it, like, okay, we're going to send it there today. And so, and that was actually one of the nights that I was working. It was a night shoot, and a bunch of us were there, and it was really cool. And um, so they put together this fan book of letters and poems and pictures and little comments that were all basically thank yous to Joss and the writers and the crew and the cast. And it was put together in this beautiful book and brought to set. And then 
they had five cakes delivered or six total and they were in the shape of the sleeping pods. So it was like a, a round center, a round cake in the center and then five basically long cakes that looked like the sleeping pods, which were, uh-huh. it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And uh, each cake was a different flavor and each cake had a, a different saying on it from the show or a different quote. And it was just, it was it was like the sweetest thing ever, and I'm so glad I got to be there for that. And we all signed the book, and I think someone's going to get it back to the woman that put it together as a thank you to her and the rest of the fans. So it's just that kind of stuff blows me away, That's you know, awesome. that they all worked so hard to get it together and actually got it there to us. And, and um, you know, we all, we all know how grateful uh, we need to be and, and how wonderful everyone is to us. And it's just been, it's been a great ride for sure. Wow. Now the real question is: Have have you ever have you have you baked lasagna yet? <laughs> in real life. In real life. Uh, I yes, I have helped make a veggie lasagna. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I mean, that used to be your signature trademark in the show, right? Come in with lasagna. I know that or manicotti, but my, <laughs> I have to tell you, my sister makes a main manicotti, so I kind of leave that to her. <laughs> I eat it really well, though. Well, uh, thank you so much, Miracle, for for being willing to be back on the Sci-Fi Diner, and hopefully we'll see you at a con sometime again or see you in another show coming up. Uh, and, and don't drop off of Twitter, please. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally, totally addicted. I, I, I hate to admit it, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> no, thank you guys for having me back on it. It means a lot, and it's fun. And I, I was thinking about doing the interview today, and it's like how much has changed since the last time we talked. You know, it's yeah. just nuts. So... Hopefully uh, the journey will continue for all three of us. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Miracle. My uh, pleasure, guys. Have a great night. You're welcome, Miles. 